and welcome to another episode of Miked Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid America RV is your Mid America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. Springtime is right around the corner, and I will say, if you are looking to get into an RV, now is the time to start doing your shopping. That process, a little bit different than buying a car. You want to buy a car? Go to Roper Kia, get $1,000 off by mentioning mic Up. The RV process, a, a tad bit longer. You're not leaving same day with an RV. So if you're looking to take the family out this spring, that's the time to do it is right now. Um, and, of course, a lot of our travel that we do, we partner with Man America RV. If you've ever tailgated with us at a Chiefs game, it's with Mid America RV. So we definitely thank you, uh, Mid America RV, for your great sponsorship. Uh, a lot to get into today. We're going to talk about the Pro Bowl. We're going to talk about some of these head coach hirings. We're going to talk about Alvin Kamara, and then we're going to do some Matchmaker Monday stuff. But I did want to start with the Alvin Kamara news because it's just crazy to me what happened with this. Obviously, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a police officer. I did go to school for a very long time but no law degree for me. It's wild to me that this happened. Then he played in the Pro Bowl and then got arrested. Hey, you know, honestly, I'm just surprised the cops. Or honestly, I respect the fact that the cops are like, let's at least let him finish the Pro Bowl. Because I'm sure they knew beforehand, like, hey, this is Alvin Kamara. And by the time they figured it out, it was like, well, he's actually playing in the game. And instead of just bombarding the field, be like, you're coming with us. Like, we'll wait till you get done. Fantastic. Oh, like Antonio Brown would have been like, I ran off on my own at least. Didn't get taken <laughs> yeah, out How am I going to one-up this? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's one of those things where you look at an Alvin Kamara and the NFL and this and him being arrested for battery, which I'm assuming is just going to be probably a simple fight outside of a club from someone running their mouth. I'm sure we'll probably have footage that comes out of nowhere from TMZ. It was like, actually, this is what happened. This dude has been in the hospital for like three days. Alvin Kamara, pretty good fighter. Right. My thing is, the NFL in Vegas – who would have thought that this would be like a bad matchup? Yeah, it's almost and like they avoided it for years because yes. we all knew. Um, I, I didn't expect it to happen so quickly. And I don't know, this Alvin Kamara thing, I never saw. Was it a male or female or other? I think it's a I'm assuming it's a male. I'm assuming that he probably got – this is all assumption on my own end uh-huh. with the battery aspect is that he was probably in a club or walking a street, heading to the hotel – and you get that group of guys that are just running their mouth, think they're tough, and they get a little too, you know, they just go a little too far, and <laughs> you get knocked the fuck out. Yeah. In my brain, anytime I see that an NFL guy has just been arrested, I assume he beat up his girlfriend. Yeah. Well, that would be domestic abuse, right? This is uh, just simple battery. Maybe. I don't know. Again. No it's ma'am. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> uh, I don't know what happened, but it is wild to me. In my brain, the way that this all happened – um, is that there was a fight, there was a scuffle, and then this person goes to the police office, and they're like, do you know who did it? Who hit you? And then the person slowly raises their head and points to the TV screen that has the Pro Bowl <laughs> on, and they're like, 
that's the man that did it. And it's Alvin Kamara playing in the Pro Bowl. <laughs> yeah. And then the, the, you know, the officer in charge is like, that's it. Get him, boys. And then they surround the Pro Bowl stadium and wait for him, like, in the locker room. Where, where does this arrest even happen? Not to make, like, a joke of a situation, but it's it's kind of no, funny. No, that's a really good question. Are the, are the cops surrounding the entire stadium and everyone's walking out mm-hmm. like, oh, security's a little heavy today. And they're like, this ain't security. Yeah, right. Then it turns into, like, the movie The Town. It's like they got to get out of the stadium. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I don't know. It is wild. And with the New Orleans Saints, man, what a rough little go of it. Yeah, it started Michael Tom. No, Michael Thomas gets injured. Mm-hmm. Drew Brees retires. Michael Thomas gets re-injured and is like done there in New Orleans. Sean Payton retires. Now Alvin Kamara is getting arrested. And maybe I'm wrong. A lot of people kind of had a high opinion of Alvin Kamara. Like, oh, he really like he's a good dude. Yeah, I'm not putting much stock into this because I do think he is a good dude. Now again. I, maybe I shouldn't say it. Let's wait until everything comes out. Because yeah. I've been in a situation before right? where it's like, oh, this is a good guy. And it's like, well, actually, just beat the tar out of his girlfriend in an elevator. And here's video evidence of it. It's like, uh-huh. Mr. Ray Rice, not a good guy. Or, Doesn't matter how good he is at running the football or catching the football or tackling the football. Can't yeah. be a piece of shit off the field. And that this could be another one of those situations where that is the case. I really hope it's not. But a lot of people have spoken very highly on Alex I was Martin. a Deshaun Watson I guess, denier, supporter. I didn't think any of it was true. Now, I, I still have no idea what happened. But uh, after those first, uh, just honestly, first two or three reports, I was like, nah, that probably didn't happen. Like, you can't see Deshaun yeah. Watson doing that. And that's when I changed my mind and then realized, hey, dumbass, you don't actually know, like, any of these guys. Yeah, and I mean, that's the other thing, too, with Deshaun Watson cases. People immediately come out and are saying, like, okay, well, this lawyer's not even wanting a real case. He's just wanting him to pay him money. He's wanting to settle outside of court. That's what right. all these girls are wanting. And then it's like, okay, well, the lawyer of this case is actually neighbors with the owners of the Texans. So maybe there's some tie there of, like, Deshaun Watson wanting to force his way out. And it's like, actually, let's find a way to keep him here. Here's this situation. And it was just a whole weird mix-up. And I was actually talking to someone about it yesterday and uh, was mentioning the fact that his court date is supposed to be coming up here soon, right? Isn't that something we talked about yeah, I mean, a couple that's weeks some, ago? Yeah, we used to talk about it during the season all the time. Like, oh, well, when February rolls around, mm-hmm. we'll get it figured out. Also, another thing that I'm just curious about, maybe we need to have somebody who has a law degree on the show. Alvin Kamara got arrested yesterday. He's doing court today. They are so quick with these court Yeah. Hearings. Like Vegas, it's because of the level. In and out. It's like a casino, in and out, in and out. <laughs> well, maybe with Alvin Kamara because it was one person, and Deshaun Watson's got 22. But even like Henry Ruggs, it's like he was in court the next day. Yeah. The the Deshaun Watson thing is a little bit different because it's yeah. also, to the best of my knowledge, it's like a civil thing. Yeah, which also confused me on the differences of that. But, again, we are not lawyers. so I watched a lot of CSI. I Dude, I love CSI Miami growing up. Um, Granted, that's crime scene, but. Uh, Law and Order. It's a very good show. I never got into that. I thought it was boring. It was it was very good back in the day, which is a phrase I need to stop using. I have noticed I use it a lot. So Law and Order SVU is still a thing, right? Maybe that's the one that I watched. Yeah, because I think that guy. show is still going strong. That main actress is just – she's still killing it, man. Yeah. Or still catching killers, should I say. <laughs> Boom, 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 That's the one that I watched. Boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think that, that one. one I think I just did ESPN. Boom, 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 boom. 
<laughs> you got one too. It's like the Monday Night Football count. Sports guy through and through. Yeah, but um, NFL in Vegas. I I didn't think it would really be that big of a deal. I know a lot of people used to look at it and say like, "Oh, the gambling is just too much. You can't have a team in Vegas because the betters might get to the players." I I haven't seen any of that. To the best of my knowledge, that hasn't happened. But I think maybe the nightlife of Las Vegas is becoming a little bit too much. I mean, mm-hmm. we've been there for like a year now. I don't count last season because everybody was kind of still in quarantine. But now that we're seeing kind of a little more freedom with these NFL players, I already had two get in trouble within the last couple months. For the Raiders, like essentially. And then you look outside of that, it's it's just insane. Like the Henry Ruggs situation, the Damon Arnett situation twice now, Alvin Kamara, my other thing is I'm surprised more players did not get in trouble this weekend in Vegas. Or I wonder how many stories, you know, how many events taking place that's just kind of being hush-hush right now. And that's uh, kind of the trend on Twitter. I don't remember who said it. Maybe Chris Carter or Shannon Sharp um, said, how you know, how many players are sweating out a hangover at the Pro Bowl? <sighs> and I said it on Friday that I wasn't going to watch the Pro Bowl. And then on Sunday, I got the notification mm-hmm. that the Pro Bowl was on. And I waited a little bit. It's like, eh, eh not going to watch it. But then I turned it on. And I had seen some tweets prior to like, oh, this is just two hand touch football. Like, this is such a joke. Just the, the regular old tweets about the Pro Bowl. And then I turned it on and realized they were literally not tackling each other. Mm-hmm. What in the hell? I think the only time I saw someone touch the ground was when they dove into the end zone. Right. I and stopped it, watching it after the first quarter. I like even like not to be that guy, but like Patrick Mahomes, like you could just tell these guys just didn't care. They were not in it at all. They're just and maybe they were all hungover. And if that's the case, like impressive you even woke up to go play the game because if we were hungover last week, I laid in bed till ten o'clock in major pain. I couldn't imagine getting up to be like, I'm gonna go warm up for a football game. Absolutely not. Uh humble brag here by me. After my twenty first birthday, I got up and played flag football the next day. Really? I'm telling you, my superpower is dealing with hangovers. I mean, I honestly, I think I did the same thing because it was an intramural playoffs. It'll, like, every once in a while I get a bad one. Yeah. But for the most part, even when we were in Mobile, never affected by a hangover. I know we're going to get into it here a little bit later in the show. I have the perfect hangover cure. And I mean, I'm talking, some people are like, oh, I got the cure. You're still going to deal with this and that for like throughout the day. Mm Mm-mm. Mine, you wake up, you're ready to attack the day. Own the day. You're back on top. With the Pro Bowl thing, though, I don't know. I don't know if maybe they did go out. It kind of sounds like Alvin Kamara was out uh, (laughs) the night before. He probably wasn't out by himself. So I don't know if that did lead to a little bit of the lack of effort. But at the same time, I just want to know how it happened that the refs were like, yep, we're calling that player down. Like, is this something that the NFL and the players knew going into the game? It was like, hey, fellas, by the way, we're not tackling. If you wrap up a guy, we're calling him down. I wonder it, who did lead the charge on that with the players. Because the refs were very understanding of mm-hmm. like, okay, there's a grasp. You're not going to the ground. Here's my whistle. And I, I didn't watch the start of it. I think I maybe started watching at the end of the first quarter or the second quarter. But, I mean, it felt like everybody was in on it. Everybody knew, hey, we're not tackling today. <laughs> I wonder if it like the first couple plays happened that way and everyone's like, okay, thank God. We're going easy today. But I don't think the refs would be in on it that way. That's I mean, maybe what they just kind think, of pick up on the pace of play. That's know? what makes me think, though, that it was like it was an organized effort to be like, hey, by the way, 
we're counting a wrap-up as a tackle. And there were some of them on the touch. I think it was like the George Kittle touchdown maybe where he's running and there are four defenders around him. And he almost like jumps like, yeah, I'm going to have to hurdle somebody. Nope, this isn't a real football game. <laughs> he gets touched like four times, but nobody wraps him up. And they give him a, a touchdown on it. Uh, they did the same thing with Mac Jones. And then he hits the, uh, what is it, the gritty? The gritty? Yeah, it's actually pretty smooth. Go ahead. I didn't see it. I'll have to look it up. It actually it was. It was kind of was like, damn, go ahead, white boy. <laughs> I definitely did not watch after halftime. Do you think you can do the gritty? No, probably not. Okay. Maybe if I – I'd have to watch the tape. Yeah. I could find a tutorial. I think I could, I think I got the arms figured out. I can't get the steps with it. Well, we'll put it I on TikTok later today. I may have practiced on my, uh, my apartment over the weekend. Yeah, so we'll we'll put that out on TikTok yeah. later today <laughs> and see if you can do it. But the the whole Pro Bowl thing, I don't know what to do. I don't know what the perfect answer is. But I will tell you, if I bought a ticket to that game yesterday, I would be pissed. Would you? I would be. Depending like, on how much, I'm sure they were probably expensive. But my other thing with it, too, is like I, I get it with the Pro Bowl. I mean, we used to say this about the NBA All-Star game. Mm-hmm. And then they changed the rules. Like, okay, in the fourth quarter, points change. And then we got that impressive overtime game a couple uh, years ago. It came down to the wire because you got to reach a certain amount of points. And it's like if right. you get there yeah, first. Like Kobe boom. Bryant yeah. here. And, and I really liked it. I thought it was awesome. And it's made the All-Star game for the NBA more enjoyable because it's been more competitive. With this football game, though, it was like – some of these guys just got done playing on Sunday. Mm-hmm. like So it's another week into it. Yeah, you're tired. You're beat up. It's the only time you've had a week off. And yeah, dad, I had a buddy message me. He's like, dude, are you watching the Pro Bowl? This sucks. Like, I don't want to watch this. Like Even Patrick Mahomes, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, they're not doing anything. No like, effort. I was like, guys, we got to remember. In a way, like I know it's the Pro Bowl and you want to see it. But at the same time, these guys have been like on for four years in a row. Or three years in a row, I should say. Just back-to-back Super Bowl trips. You were close this year. Disappointing loss on Sunday at home. Now you're in Vegas. It's like you're going through these practices. You're still tired and beat up after an entire season. Some of these other guys have gotten more time off since the regular season ended. But those lingering issues are still there. And the last thing you want to do is go to Vegas and just put on a show where you're facing the other best players in the league and go 100%. Because honestly, I don't want to go 100% against Michael Parsons in a Pro Bowl game. I just got my ass kicked by him in the regular season. And that's where my thing is still like, if you signed up to do it, do it. Yeah. If you're not healthy enough to play in the game, stay your ass at home. That's where it's just going to be an alternate Pro Bowl then because none of the best players are going to want to do it. Which I think also here's a good point. Pro Bowls should stop counting towards the amount of money you get on your contract because nobody cares. And there's so many alternates with it too. Is that the actual Pro Bowlers are like, ah, I'm not going to play. Now this dude gets a Pro Bowl, and he's just an alternate into it. Mm-hmm. But he still gets the incentive. Mm-hmm. A lot of that is um, the agents, though, or teams working that deal. They're like, yeah, if you make the Pro Bowl, you get this much money. Mm-hmm. They should like go to like the All-Pro team would be a better look than the Pro Bowl. But they, I think they've got to change it somehow because it is, it's a laughing stock. Mm-hmm. And I get that the NFL is a much different sport. Uh, than baseball or basketball where there is a lot more contact. There are a lot more non-contact injuries. So even, like you know, a lot of people online yesterday watching this were like, oh, let's go to like a flag football. Let's go to seven on seven. There's still a really good possibility of players tearing, tearing an ACL. They're not going to sign up for that either. Yeah. And that's like the effort in the Pro Bowl has never been good. When I was younger, it was a little bit better. And, you know, a lot of people, again, yesterday online – we're talking about like, oh man, like Sean Taylor's rolling over in his grave over this. He this effort that they had, it wasn't good then either. Sean Taylor made a big hit. 
but the effort wasn't good. So that's my question. Was that like that's the one highlight we get from the Pro Bowl or with Sean Taylor over and over and over again? And to be honest with you, I'm kind of sick and tired of seeing it. Like we get it. A punter gets laid the fuck out Uh because he's just nonchalantly running to the right and Sean Taylor superhero mode. Like I'm gonna knock this fucker out, and he did. It's awesome. But at the same time. What else did he do the rest of that Pro Bowl? What did everyone else do in that Pro Bowl? Or is that just the one thing we live off? Is like, we want this in the Pro Bowl again? Because I can tell you right now, if I watch like another punch, like Justin Tucker, let's say he goes out there dicking around and goes and plays punter, and he gets laid out like that, I'm not laughing about it. I'm pissed. Yeah, I'm looking or, at Jamal Adams like, what are you doing? You know, if your quarterback takes a shot, yeah, good luck. If, if Patrick Mahomes takes a shot like that in the Pro Bowl, he's never going to another one. Yeah, <laughs> ever again. So I don't. Honestly, I think you just do away with the Sunday event. Don't even sell tickets to it. Like, it was so bad. Players jogging through the routes. Mm-hmm. It, the tackling was one thing, but the, also the jogging through routes and things. Like the was, defensive line and offensive line just standing up and like, oh my just, gosh, yeah, just kind of I don't know, like basketball defense. Like, don't get by, don't even try. I think basketball defense is more aggressive than what they were doing. <laughs> they true. were literally just, like, touching each other on the offensive and defensive line. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, they were probably holding conversations. Like, hey, you know, you you can't hit the quarterback, so don't even try. It was, a, it was a very bad effort. I think it was a very bad look from the NFL. So I think you just do away with it. And we talked about it a little bit on the Friday show about just going to the skill contest. Yeah. And just do it that way. Like, get rid of the game. Completely, and I, I think that having like that skills contest that they did on Thursday night, move it to Sunday afternoon. Yeah, because like, that's what everyone really wants to see. That is the fun stuff, and then have all the players like on the side that are kind of talking and chit chatting, you know, or like Tyron Matthews' son that went viral over. I think it was Sunday or su- Saturday, one of them, where he catches the football in the end zone and then he spikes it and then he hits the gritty and ev- like all the players mm-hmm. rally around him. That's amazing. Let's see that moment on ESPN or wherever was the NFL Network, wherever the Pro Bowl was aired on. Like that's the stuff that people are going to enjoy. They're not going to enjoy just the half-ass, you know, play right. of the Pro Bowl. What we just discussed, but like those little moments, I think is what would help gather everyone else to be like, okay, we're all just having fun, relaxing. Congrats on the season. You had a really good one. Go have some fun. And even like for me, guys like me, I like to be able to say, yeah, I watched that guy play. I saw mm-hmm. him play. If I go to the Pro Bowl, I'm still telling my kids, future grandkids, yeah, I saw him play. Yeah. I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, specifically in the Pro Bowl that really sucked, I got to watch him. Yeah, I watched Patrick Mahomes throw uh, to Hunter Renfro. Pretty cool. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, I'll go and be like, yeah, I saw Justin Herbert play. It's whatever. Yeah. No questions asked after that. Yeah, it was a shitty effort in the Pro Bowl. So you're still going to have that, like, I saw this guy in the skills contest. And I do think they should. I get to see, I got to see more clips of like Russell Wilson doing the quarterback contest where he's throwing like moving targets and stuff like that. That was really cool. Yeah, I need more of that. Um, he also looks like he's man, back. <laughs> the fastest man stuff. Give me more than four guys. Yeah, it was cool to see Micah Parsons run against other position players. You don't expect a linebacker to be up there that fast. Uh, I know at the offensive line, not even offensive line, they used to do a bench press competition. Yes. It, like, let's see what Was it Larry guys. Allen that did it like 40 times? Yeah. I mean, just massive human being that would mm-hmm. throw up crazy numbers. And maybe like a one rep max, is it a little bit dangerous? Sure. But guess what? You're going to be doing that all off season. Yeah. And so I I think you can still get away with it. Uh, Mello Miller leading the Pro Bowl events. 
<laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, but I some of those combine events even, like I want to see Stephon Diggs. Make him run the gauntlet again. Let's see how good he can do it now after years of being in the NFL. Yeah. Or, you know, like, hey, run the gauntlet drill, but you have to use your right hand this time, left hand. Like, alternate. Right hand, left hand, right hand. And just try to do some one-handed catches. Yeah, I did like the uh, the catch competition. I respect the effort on the, the yeah. catch thing. I don't know that it was that exciting, but I respect the effort to try something new from the NFL. And also the fact that they're still not doing longest throw is fucking stupid. Oh, it would have been a blast. so simple. I even watch the reruns. I do too, every time they're on. Where like you had to run through the, the obstacle course for the quarterbacks. And I can't remember the quarterback. I wanted to say it was like, John Harbaugh or something tripped on one of the last bags and just face plants. It's like, that's hysterical. Mm-hmm. Was yeah. it John or Jim? I think it might have been Jim. Jim Harbaugh was yeah. the NFL quarterback. Jim, excuse me. Uh, yeah, but, or watching you know guys like Brett Favre just fucking chuck it almost mm-hmm. 80 yards. Like to see Mahomes and Herbert do that, it'd be like, okay, cool. Yeah, or even you know, bring, in some, bring in some alternates because I need Josh Allen there. Yeah. Or, you know, even like the quarterbacks, like, oh, there's so many that are there. Bring in a couple more. Even if you're not a pro bowler, be like, here, you're at the event. Just like the, the NBA All-Star game. Yeah. Jalen Green, not an NBA All-Star, going to be in the dunk contest. Josh yes. Allen, not an All-Star, going to be in the contest, though. That would have – sign us up, boys. <laughs> Anyone who knows who the Pro Bowl event coordinator is, send their information our way. Commissioner of the Pro Bowl. That's the <laughs> title that I'm working for. I, it has a possibility to be very good. Yes. And also, I, I still hate that it's before the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, w- I, I definitely wish it was that, after. That time period, but as I said last week, I totally forgot that it was on. Well, they they don't want to have a Sunday off because they don't want people forgetting about the NFL after a week, kind of like I did right. with 1883. Hey, you give me a week <laughs> off, I'm done. Yeah. I thought about it yesterday. I was like, I'm going to watch this show. I didn't. I never got to it. You are missing out. It's still Is it good? good? Oh, yeah. I'm all the way caught up. Okay. I missed out on last week. How many, just, are they still doing episodes? Yeah. Oh, shit. Would you think they did three episodes and then were just like, oh. Kind of. Honestly, that's what I thought. I was like, Psh, <laughs> give me no reason to miss this Sunday. I don't know no. why they did skip a week of 1883. So but how many episodes are in the season then? They're in like episode five or six now. No way. It's got to be more than that. It's probably like a 10-parter. Well, they skipped. They skipped week. other weeks? No, just that one. Okay. I was going to say, if they're skipping multiple weeks, I ain't coming back. I think back. they're up to six episodes. I'll wait till they're three years into it and go, all right, now I'll just binge this. That's not a bad play either. I know. That's what I've done with what a lot of shows. Like that show Ozark, that's my plan with it. I think they're done after the season, or maybe they are going to do another one. I don't know. I'm going to binge watch four seasons. I'm like, that's a great show, just like I did with Game of Thrones. I binge watched six seasons of that shit over a summer. And then I caught did the up same to thing, it. Actually, it was uh, I got so sick and tired of hearing people talk about like, oh, it's coming back for that last season. Yes, that I binge watched. Uh, I think it was all six seasons or whatever it was mm-hmm. in one school year. Like, fine, like fuck it, like I'll catch up. <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> Don't tell me spoilers, but I'll I'll catch up. And I did. It was pretty good. Yeah, that was I a good summer for me. I'd spend a weekend by myself watching Game of like literally wake up, watch Game of Thrones, until I fell asleep. Next weekend, go visit the lady and her family. Next weekend, Game of Thrones. I'll tell you what, I enjoyed my Game of Thrones weekends much more than the other trips. I would think so. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, Other things you can enjoy are Miners and Monroe. Go visit them at minersandmonroe.com. Use the code MikeDup10 for 
for 10% off at checkout. Again, that's Miners and Monroe. A lot of cool items that they have in there. So much more than just clothing. Um, apothecary goods, too. Uh, just Really, it will surprise you the number of products that they have um, in the store if you can't get there. Uh, in Pittsburgh, Kansas. Again, that's minersandmonroe.com. Use the code MikeDup10. Save yourself 10% off. Next up is going to be Gunspot. Make sure you visit them at gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions every single week. And the best part about Gunspot is when you check out, there's no hidden fees that is added on to the purchase of what you were buying on the website. It's just the state tax, and you're good to go. Again, that is gunspot.com. It's not a matter if, it's a matter of when danger could arise. Be sure to put yourself in a position to protect you and your family, and you can do that again at Gunspot.com. Now let's talk about um, some of the NFL head coach hirings. This has just been an ongoing, like, let's update people as the news trickles in. Uh, the Dolphins hired Mike McDaniel yesterday, and I don't know much about Mike McDaniel, but, man, everybody seems to love him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dolphin fans, very excited about him. He was the run game coordinator for the 49ers, and then got elevated to the offensive coordinator. And, of course, kind of went viral earlier in the hiring process for making a Mike Jones joke. Who? Mike Jones! Um, Do you get the joke? I do now. At the time, I didn't. I'll be honest. Tell the truth (laughs) Monday. I had no idea who the fuck Mike Jones was. And Mel Um, gave me the whole, are you serious look and conversation. I figured it out. I'm a part of it now. It feels awesome. I'm happy to be here. Welcome. Welcome to the party that started in 2004. Um, <laughs> but it's, it seems like everybody loves him. And, and I know a lot of people are even giving him credit that Kyle Shanahan would say, okay, like you've got the run game. Coordinate all the run game stuff. I'm going to go figure out the passing game. Mm-hmm. And I think for Kyle Shanahan to give that away, that responsibility to somebody, to have that trust, he's kind of a control freak. So for him to give that control over, to a guy like Mike McDaniel, and also, we've all known it for years. Whoever the running back is for the 49ers, they're going to be successful. Yes, and, and if you're can, Miami, yeah, you are ecstatic to hear that because you don't have a running back. One thing I would love to see with Mike McDaniel that I never got to see in San Francisco is get a good running back. Yeah, well, they it, thought they would have that with Trey Sermon. <laughs> Shocker, injured. I don't know who made that pick. It was a dumb pick. <laughs> I know it's only been one year, but it was a dumb pick. They kind of redeemed themselves by also getting Elijah Mitchell. Yeah. Uh, but the the Sermon pick was a bad pick. But I would like – I want to see the Dolphins take a guy, even if it is in the third round. Don't get some undrafted free agent and be like, yeah, we're good at running back. Go be amazing at running back. Get a guy in there that can rush for 1,200 yards. Who Anyone that you think of in the third round that would be a good pick for them? Or a running back that could fall to the third where it's like – Keep an eye on this guy. I don't want to put you on the spot. But. Uh, no, but I, I think we're going to see a lot of running backs go in the third round. I, I, I feel like the whole – not to cut you off. I'm sorry as I cut you off here. <laughs> the stock on running back has fallen drastically. Uh, and I think it took another hit like this year. There are just not any – there's not a Najee Harris. Like as ma- amazing as Najee Harris was last year, he still fell to the bottom of the first round. So I don't know that there are any guys – no one will be drafted in the first round. I'll say that, and I feel confidently about it too. Well, but let's not are, overlook Seattle. <laughs> true, uh, but then there are there are a couple guys that I like. Kyron Williams out of Notre Dame, he could be a third round pick. Even um, Isaiah Spiller out of Texas A and M, another guy that I really liked. I think he's probably a second round pick. Uh, Brees Hall out of Iowa State, I've always loved him. 
I think he could be a third-round pick. Yeah. So, uh, excuse my joke. Seattle doesn't have a first-round pick. But what about that kid out of Missouri, uh, Batty? Yeah, I think he's a really good pass catcher. I don't, I don't know if he's that solid running back that you're going to be looking for. Um, the 49ers don't really throw to their running backs, I don't think. I'm not yeah. counting Debo Samuel. <laughs> don't even come at me with that. He is. I, I heard him say yesterday, it's like, what position are you now? As he was getting interviewed, and he said, I'm a wing back. That's what the position we've been working with is that you know, sometimes I'm out at, or wide back. That's what it was called. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm out wide as a receiver. Sometimes I'm a running back. I wouldn't count on finding that guy again in the draft. No, I think that it was one of those picks where, was, hey, this guy is Mr. Utility. Do it all for you mm-hmm. in, in the backfield. And it's just the fact that he wants the ball and is confident with the ball that he can go make a play. And I'm sure you get a lot of guys that you know have that mindset or want to have that mindset or want to have that ability. Debo Samuel has the ability and the mindset, and the 49ers are running mm-hmm. off of it. And it's been successful. Only thing is, how does this look with Trey Lance coming in at quarterback next year for them? And I don't want to take a deep dive on the Niners, but – you're probably going to need more weapons if you're having Debo in the backfield and that wide receiver and with George Kittle kind of getting older and him getting a lot of money and being injury-prone as well. Yeah, you need a guy like Ayuk, who I like. I thought he's played very well when he's been out in the field. You need him to probably take another step and be like, okay, if Debo's in the backfield, I can kind of be that wide receiver one, mm-hmm. which might still be like target number three with George Kittle and Debo on the field. Uh, but as far as Miami goes – I also want to see what Mike McDaniel can do with Tua. And uh, can he develop a quarterback? I know he was the run game coordinator, offensive coordinator type guy. I want to see what he can do with Tua. I liked Tua. I still feel bad for Tua (laughs) that everybody shitted on him. And I I want to see him given the chance. Jalen Waddell looked amazing last year. Bring back Mike Gusecki. That's like your George Kittle light. Should be. (laughs) Should be. And I, I think the Dolphins have a lot to play with. It's just a matter of can they get the most out of it. And having a good run game is definitely going to help Tua. I do wonder uh, the relation between Mike Daniel and Jimmy Garoppolo. And I'm not saying that in terms of bring Jimmy to Miami because you do have Tua. And I do think he needs another year of getting a fair chance of being the guy, no matter who the head coach is. Because his rookie year, we all know it was just a shit show. And in this past season, it was more of like a, well, who is he? What can he be? What can he do? What can he not do? And Miami goes on that, what, seven-game winning streak almost made it into the playoffs, just failed out of it. And now you get Mike McDaniel here, and it's just, okay, what was his relationship like with Jimmy G, and what did he make easy for him to be successful? Because with Jimmy G as their quarterback in San Francisco, they won football games. And they even did a couple years prior to that when Jimmy G gets injured, and you got all these other guys on there playing quarterback who still got the job done, and you still beat you know the Rams in Seattle. And it's like, well, we've done this with a no-name quarterback here. What can you do with Tua being the franchise guy? Yep. How easy can you make his life? And then how difficult is it with him being a left-handed quarterback? Or is that just putting too much stock or thought into left-handed messes everything up? They, a lot of people used to complain about it when lefties kind of started to become a thing. Uh, Jerry Rice, a notable guy who didn't love it when Steve Young would throw it to him because the ball would rotate the opposite way, and he said it made it harder for it to catch. I didn't really hear anybody complain about it when like Mike Vick was doing it. I haven't really heard any complaints about Tua. Uh, I, it probably is an adjustment. Like, And I agree with the – maybe you do kick the tires on Jimmy G and bring him in there, especially if you're going to run the same style of offense. But is Jimmy G signing up to to be a mentor to, to do that? I, it seemed like he probably handled the Trey Lance situation pretty well. Mm-hmm. Does he want to do it again? 
He yeah. might have to. That might be his role in the NFL now. Do you want to be Alex Smith? Right. Is that, are you ready to take that and make it your job title? Of? Yeah, I'm the mentor guy. I'm the Ryan Fitzpatrick. Or do you want to just go, I'll go to Pittsburgh and just mentor exactly. a rookie instead of mentoring a third-year quarterback? Or Yeah, and, but even in you know Pittsburgh, you might have the opportunity to start still. Yeah. I and think in Pittsburgh he is the guy probably if he goes so. there. I don't love any of the quarterbacks they have on roster. So I do think Jimmy G, as much as I don't like him, should be the starter in Pittsburgh <laughs> if that's where he goes. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, Mike McDaniel also, uh, I feel like we should mention Mike McDaniel, biracial. The NFL has, has one and a half black coaches. So <laughs> One and a half. Yeah. Kudos to you, NFL. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, but, you know, also there are two jobs that are still open. The uh, New Orleans Saints, it looks like, it kind of feels like Eric Bieniemy that yes, might be sir. might be the spot for him. Now go get Mike Kafka back for the love of God, <laughs> right? You can live in that. I'm dream not world kidding. All you want. <laughs> go get him. I don't care how bad of a look it is for Kafka. Do you want to be in New York with Josh or whatever Daniels there? No, no. Come uh, on. with Daniel Jones at quarterback. Yes, Brian I don't Daniels. know. His name is irrelevant. I can't remember it for some reason. Uh-huh. Hey, Come back to home, Mahomes. Come back. Yeah. Uh, I, I hope Eric Bieniemy does get that job. It feels like that's probably a pretty good fit. I, I know another guy that they were interested in in New Orleans was Brian Flores. Mm-hmm. However, a lot of people are looking at that Brian Flores situation and saying he's unhirable because of the lawsuit. He's actively suing the NFL. Uh, I would still do it. Again, I'm not. I don't have a law degree. Yeah. That shouldn't matter. His lawyers are taking care of that With situation. that, though, let's say he wins. I mean, would the NFL even want him back in? Since he kind of made – I mean, he is making – I shouldn't have said making him look bad. Is showing how bad the NFL yeah. has been with this situation? It's tough to say with the NFL. I do think that maybe there are some owners out there who are, will say, like, yeah, we got his back. He's a good coach. We want him in here. I also – like, I would root for that to happen in New Orleans. Yeah, where it seems like those are kind of the two guys that are up for the job that are lasting for that job, and then in Houston, um, I, don't, I don't think he's going to go to Houston. Brian Flores. No, uh, Mike Garfalo, Garfalo, excuse me, uh, mentioned about 32 minutes ago that hey, an educated hunch on this Texans is making it official either later tonight or early tomorrow with Lovey Smith being their new head coach. So that would be pretty exciting. Lovey Smith, known in Chicago as a head coach there, helped mm-hmm. lead them to a Super Bowl. Um, and then I believe he was just with the uh, University of Illinois a couple weeks or a couple years ago. Excuse yep. me, hasn't really been anywhere since. Gets well, the head he coach the, job. He was the defensive coordinator for the Texans last year. I did know that. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Him getting to be the head coach, I think, is exciting. <laughs> now, in terms of the defense, hey, maybe not the best, not the best look. But you also didn't really have much, and you got rid of every bit of every piece that you had there. One thing, on the defensive side of the ball. One thing that really worries me with Houston. Is are they going to David Colley him? Is this a situation they where they say, again? "Hey, yeah. come in for a year or two years, and be the head coach"? But oh, by the way, you're bringing in Josh McCown as your offensive coordinator, who, by the way, um, has never coached in the NFL. No, he played for like 17 seasons with mm-hmm. about 17 different teams. Right. So good no, for him. No offensive coordinator job. No quarterback coach job. He has not coached in the NFL. I don't know what it is about Houston and him. 
he's he, this is like a Jason Garrett situation. He's eventually going to be the head coach there. And that's where if I'm Lovey Smith, I'm saying <laughs> I want a long contract. Yeah. I don't care how many years or how much money. I want a long deal. Give me a five-year deal. Yeah, because I, I think that – I say obviously. I do think that he is going to be fired after two years. Damn. My – like what I've worked out in my brain is Lovey Smith is going to be named the head coach. Josh McCown going to be named the offensive coordinator. Fast forward two years, Lovey Smith is fired and Josh McCown is the head coach. I don't know if I'm signing up for that job. And that's probably another reason why the Houston Texans going to be one of the last jobs filled. Yeah. Like but here's my thing too, though. Filled. Very shitty that that is a possibility and what they did to David Coley. But if I do end another two years in Houston as their head coach and we just don't win and we lose, but I got $22 million or $25 million in my bank account, deuces, boys. Right. It's not all bad. <laughs> yeah. I hate to be like the scapegoat, or, <laughs> but if you're paying me $20 mil, there's a lot of things. I'll just go be the goat. I believe know? last week I may have said I would murder someone for $22 million. So, yeah, if you want me to be the head coach and, like, you don't Still even care you if we win or not. want you to take that one back a little bit. <laughs> yeah. um, backtrack on that, pal. <laughs> offer still stands. Uh, but with you know, Brian Flores, I, I don't know if he's going to get that New Orleans job. I don't know. Again, a lot of people say that he pretty much can't because of this lawsuit. Yeah. But um, Eric Bieniemy probably going to the Saints. Did you know he was from New Orleans in the area? Pretty much grew up there for like the 10 or 12 years. Yeah. I think I did know that, actually. I mean, I th- went to school in Colorado, but mm-hmm. I didn't realize that he was from the area. So that's pretty cool. It's kind of a going home for him situation if he does land in New Orleans. But you do accept that job, and you're immediately in the turmoil of what do you do with Alvin Kamara? Who's going to be your quarterback? And what are you doing with Michael Thomas? And the salary cap. And the salary cap. Is It is not as great of a situation as it once was. I do wonder sure. if the Saints are going to do what the Texans did last year. It's like you get a one-year deal. You've wanted to be a head coach. Here it is. David Coley, you're 60-some years old. You've never been a head coach. You always wanted to. Here's your opportunity. Yeah. Sorry, in a year, we'll pay you $15 million. That's probably I would hope be that it. no one would do that ever again because it's such a shitty thing yeah. to do to a person. Like, hey, yeah, we got you here for a year, but don't buy. Just rent a house. <laughs> yeah. 12-year lease or 12-month lease. That's all, that's all you Actually, we have a house for you already. Just move in. Don't even worry about it. Yeah. Keep your house and get Ignore all the signs that say Coley all over. We'll replace <laughs> those for you. Uh, this, it's like when uh, preachers move to a different church and they're like, oh, this is the house that you live in. We already got one for you. That's what the Texans are doing with their head coach. It's like, here Pause. They, churches do that? Yeah. I didn't know that. Churches buy the preacher their house? Uh-huh. Or the church will own a house for whomever is preaching there. I didn't know that. You also got to remember, I grew up in a small town. My preacher was the uncle. No, your preacher and was a cult I thought my tithing, leader. huh? Your preacher was a cult leader. 100%. And I thought my 10% tithe that I made from working hard on the concrete business that week was going straight to Jesus Christ and God himself. Mm-hmm. Actually going to the cult leader in yeah. his house that needed several fixings. Again, those golden streets don't pay for themselves. <laughs> That money goes straight to heaven. Oh, uh, it's so messed up. <laughs> it is. Uh, a couple other notable tidbits with the hiring process is the whole Jim Harbaugh thing. And a lot of people were talking about it yesterday, too. Uh, I'm not a Michigan hater. I, I'm pretty neutral. Uh, my mom was actually born and raised in Detroit. So I, I kind of grew up like a Michigan fan. 
But at the same time, like I like to poke the bear. So I like, had uncles that were Michigan fans, had a brother that was a Michigan fan. So I would be like, yeah, fuck you guys. Go Buckeyes. Uh, but with this Jim Harbaugh thing, <laughs> to where he went to Minnesota and interviewed for that job and then left without an offer. I think last week it was kind of getting spun that like Jim Harbaugh declined their offer and was like, no, I will go back to Michigan. He left Minnesota without a job offer. And then they hired Kevin O'Connell. Yeah. And then he tries to crawl back to Michigan to where now he has lost his offensive and defensive coordinator. If I were a Michigan fan, I would be very nervous. Oh, I mean, you're done. What you built up the last four or five years to reach this point to beat Ohio State, you just set yourself back another 10. I hope you enjoyed last year. (laughs) Yeah, you took a pay cut, Harbaugh, you're about to be fired. Yeah. Because you warmed that seat up. I mean, it was hot. You cooled it down. It was pretty nice. Mm -hmm. Relaxed a little bit. You beat Ohio State at home. That's cool. Then you tried to leave. Yeah. And then you come back to sit on the seat. And then you say, this is a one-time thing. This is never going to happen again. Baby, I can yeah. change. Yeah. Like, Minnesota's good. just a friend. God, <laughs> they're a, just – I don't I don't know why you're worried about it. We've been friends since we were little. If you've got a problem with this, we need to reevaluate this relationship. Just forget about it. Mm-hmm. But, like, if they call me back, I'm going to go hang out with them. It's not even a big deal. We're just talking. Yes. Uh, we just it, got breakfast. Yeah, his didn't whole, tell you about it. I'm not going to pursue any other jobs. Like that's such coach speak too. I oh think. yeah, and it, you know with Harbaugh, they had a very good season last year. A lot of that credit was given to the coordinators for being able to turn things around. And now he loses Mike McDonald, who left for the Ravens. I saw this news, but I didn't piece it together. <laughs> he left Jim to go join John. I didn't either. Glass right? shattering like, moment. He goes from Harbaugh to Harbaugh. He's like, you think he goes and he's like, your brother's a dick. <laughs> you are so much cooler. Also kind of rude of John to be like, hey, come to the NFL. <laughs> Screw my brother. Like He's not even good at coaching. He doesn't even want to be there. <laughs> Michigan. Ugh, Insider sources. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, that's such a weird situation. And then uh, over the weekend, offensive coordinator Josh Goddess left to be a part of the Miami Hurricanes. I really like that hire for Miami and the fact that they're spending money on coordinators. And uh, a lot of Michigan fans were in my mentions yesterday of, like, it's okay. We've got other guys that can come up and take the offensive coordinator position. It just it still makes me nervous. You had a good year, and instead of bringing people back and building on what you did, you're losing not your most important coach, but definitely coach two and three in that power ranking, they're gone now. So I, I do wonder about Michigan having that same success that they had. Yeah, and I mean, it is going to be interesting because it feels like they finally have a quarterback, too, uh, moving forward. That Patterson, not Patterson, excuse me. Um, gosh dang it, what's his name? He would come in, he was a freshman. He would come in after for uh, McCarthy? Yes, McCarthy. That kid can sling it. Little FYI, keeping dibs on him, or eyes on him. Next couple of years. Also calling dibs if he's really good. So here's the thing. You're a closet Michigan fan. I think I really am. <laughs> I had a Michigan hoodie in middle school, kind of rooted for him, and then it's like, eh, forget about it. These guys stink. But here's my point. With Josh moving, with Josh going to Miami, the offensive coordinator, to go be the offensive coordinator in Miami for the Hurricanes, he, there were reports yesterday that he sent out a text message to the players and was like, hey, Hope you never have a job that you're not appreciated in or you're not giving the credit that you deserve. Like, you should never have to deal with that. Yep. Bottom line, pretty much, kind of comes off as like, I was. Make sure you don't. I feel like that's so hard for the players to get that text message and then now have to dictate 
who's the good guy, who's the bad guy in this situation. It's like parents going through a divorce. What side are you going to take? It's like, actually, I don't want to take either side. I just kind of want to sit in the middle and still have a mom and a dad. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to look at one and be like, you're the one that messed all this up. And I feel like that's where the players are right now with this whole situation, especially with Harbaugh possibly leaving. Right, trying to. And now he's coming back, and it's like, okay, well, cool, Dad. What are you buying me for Christmas? Exactly. How are you going to make up for this? Where are my NIL deals? Want a new PlayStation 5. Yeah, because uh, Ryan Day is over there telling me I can have <laughs> yeah. this. And I, that's something else that we talked about last week, but I think it's still very true. We were talking about like when Harbaugh was potentially going to leave, Ryan Day using this against Michigan recruits. Mm-hmm. Now you're losing your offensive coordinator, your defensive coordinator, and I don't think there's any job security with the head coach position. I feel worse about his job security now than I did last year at this time. And last year, Jim Harbaugh was on a very hot seat. Now, now he kind of wants to leave. The university kind of wants him to leave. I would bet that next year he's he's gone. Yeah, he totally messed all this up. I do wonder if he went into Minnesota thinking he had the job already. Oh, yeah. And then they said, actually, no. And he's just like, fuck. I, well, I think that were even the reports. There's so many reports about these job interviews, and there's so many of them this year. But I can remember being in Mobile and being uh, reading reports of Jim Harbaugh going to Minnesota on Wednesday, more of a formality than anything else. Like, oh, he got the job. Mm-hmm. Now let's just talk numbers. When, in fact, he ain't got the job. <laughs> no numbers. <laughs> you answered Five. wrong. Go back to Ann Arbor. We don't want you here, Jimbo. And so that is, that's a very tough look for him. As well. And, you know, a couple other guys that I wanted to mention. Uh, the New England Patriots need an offensive coordinator. Josh McDaniels goes to the Raiders to where he'll be the head coach now. Uh, there's talk of bringing Bill O'Brien or Adam Gase back to New England to be the offensive coordinator. I will tell you, uh, talking to Alabama fans last week, they were like, yes, please take Bill O'Brien. Let him go to New England. They hate Bill O'Brien. Why? You know, I think it's part reputation, but like they still had a Heisman winning quarterback. Yes, <laughs> like that's that. You had a quarterback win the Heisman. Yeah, and Bill, Bill O'Brien. O'Brien what Alabama is just so freaking spoiled, aren't they? God, I cannot stand it. I got a tweet yesterday. I was like, I hope Texas and Miami find their way back to the top. And I also want to throw in there because I'm sick and tired of seeing Alabama and them fucking hillbilly fans be at the top because it's just so <laughs> dumb, freaking. Roll Tide! No, just roll off a cliff and shut up. I'm There's, so sick of the success that Alabama has. Respect it, Alabama but fatigue? I'm sick of it. I can't. still like Alabama, but... I also can't stand the fake fans. Yeah. Oh, I've been a fan. No, you haven't. <laughs> right. At least, if you're going to jump on a bandwagon, you have to declare you are a bandwagon fan. And explain That's why, why you're on the, the bandwagon. Mm-hmm. Like, it's okay. That's... Uh, you know, people give me shit like uh, because some of the teams I like are front runners or they're very popular. I like the Chiefs now. I like Texas football. I like Duke basketball. And people will be like, "Oh, do you root for any underdogs?" No. Why the fuck would I? When I was a child, <laughs> I started watching football, and Texas was very good. So I jumped on that bandwagon as like an eight-year-old child, and I stayed on. Same with Duke. No, why would I? Duke basketball was very good when I was young. Like some of the first players I remember playing basketball at Duke are literally Christian Leitner and Grant Hill. I've been there. Like since Coach K got there, I've been there. I've been at the top. But as, you know, as a kid when I started, like my fandom, I wasn't like, all right, 
who sucks? I'm going to root for them to be an yeah. up and comer. No, now, me as a kid, I might have done that with the Chiefs, but I thought they were, I thought that, they were so much better than what they they put on the field. But it was, as a child, after their success in the early 2000s, when most people become a fan, you're either going for a team that's local to you, like the Chiefs, or a team that's very good. Yeah. No one is looking at it like for me. I wouldn't be like, man, I'm going to be a Bills fan because I don't know why. No, they're not local and they weren't good. They were kind of good. That's maybe a bad example. Yeah. But, you know, you're choosing the teams that are good to root yeah, for. Yeah, I mean, like, I'll be honest here. Rooting for Texas. I was rooting for them for a whole year before they won. So it was like, I'm a Texas mm-hmm. fan. Didn't really talk about it. And then they go on the national title game, watch that. And it's like, I am a Texas fan. Right. And then they sucked. You know, they went from uh, Vince Young to Colt McCoy. It was awesome. Colt McCoy was all of my passwords. Security questions. Who's your favorite quarterback? Colt McCoy. Boom, that was it. My freaking email at Yahoo was like horns.long, whatnot. And it was like pff, one, two. Longhorns, Colt McCoy. It was a major fan. Then I had to you know, kind of grow up and realize I can't just base my identity off Colt McCoy. Here's Case McCoy. Not good. <laughs> and then it was just the downhill of Texas football. Hopefully they're back on the rise, though. So now it's all like Quinn Ewers. Yeah. QE3 <laughs> underscore. <laughs> We'll see. All that shit. You see me in the chat rooms. What's up? I'm yeah. on the message boards. <laughs> it is. It's. It's tough for some of these Alabama fans. I like Alabama, but at the same time, it is like declare when you started liking them. I have also. I have two daughters that are not like super into sports, but they will watch college game day with me, and they've kind of quietly over the last year or so become Alabama fans. Mm-hmm. And to that, like again, who do you expect them to root for? All they hear about. Alabama. I'll even ask them. I'll do that like uh, stupid guy on a date thing. How many teams can you name? Tell me. And they'll be like, uh, Texas, Alabama, Pitt State. <laughs> and then after that, it's like, I, I don't really know. So, but they hear Alabama all the time and how mm-hmm. great they are. So, of course, like they're growing up in this era. They're probably going to be Alabama fans. That I get. Like that I understand. Mm-hmm. Right. Or if they are like, yeah, yeah, Mizzou super Close. It's actually it's not very close. Arkansas is close to us. Yeah. So if they were like, oh, I'm going to be an Arkansas fan, that makes sense. You could potentially go to games there. Well, Arkansas wins all the rivalry games, so good for them. Yeah. They've also done a very good job in the transfer portal. They have. I was looking up a lot of stuff for that. I wrote about it uh, in State of the College Football again, and the, sneaky good. I know I went to an Arkansas uh, game earlier towards the end of their season. And it was one of those situations where they're playing Mizzou, and I put on Instagram, posted a picture with my buddies that I went with, and I was like, the Woo Pig Stewie chant sucks. I think I need to kind of take a couple steps back on that. Because I think if that chant was to go at like a night game, that'd be intimidating. My problem. You got all these fucking rednecks and cousins going, Woo! Yeah. Big Stewie. You'd be like, My problem isn't the chant in the stadium. It's seeing people do it out of the state. Yeah, so that's a really good you point. You get like Arkansas is such a weird state. It very much Northwest is. Like Arkansas it's, is all money and it's bougie. Beautiful. And then you go you, past that, you're gone in the woods, man. I don't even know what's out there. No, you're going to get eaten by a hog. Yeah. That's the other thing with the stadium is when you do the wig poo, the wig poo, see, oh. pig suey, Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. <laughs> dirt, 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 talking about Arkansas, excuse me. <laughs> is when they start doing like the hog squeals in the stadium over like the sound. That's oh, like the speakers. Pff, mm-hmm. 
because, I mean, I grew up, you know, farmland dealing with pigs. When you hear a pig squeal like that, it is loud and it is terrifying because you hear the squeal before you see the pig. But usually when they squeal like that, they're about to take off running. And when that fat-ass pig, about 500 pounds, comes sprinting out of a little pen, it's game over. Get out of the way. Yeah. So, again, within the stadium, it's kind of cool. But then when you see, like, like TikToks or Honestly, just like people doing it in Walmart. Yeah. It's like, God, you're such a redneck. <laughs> <laughs> and I hate to judge those people. I, I am sorry what I said about the cousin deal, but like. Kind of what they're known for. It's Arkansas. <laughs> we all make the joke. Yeah. Except for I have. Never mind. I've known some people from Arkansas that are really cool. And shout out to them. As far as I want to go into that. There's a couple. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, other places you should go into are Club 609. Check out them and their great happy hour from 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock featuring two-for-one drink specials and $2 draft ports and some great appetizers as well. A great spot to just hop into. Uh, had a bad Monday? Go to 609 for their happy hour. Yep. Had a rough Tuesday? Go to 609 for their happy hour. <laughs> had a fantastic Wednesday. Want to celebrate? 609 is the spot to be. They've got so so much different stuff just going on at that one bar. And if you're thirsty on Thursday, go to the happy hour. Boo bam. It works. Uh, definitely go in there and check them out right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri. 609 Main Street is where you can find them. Yeah. Speaking of the heart of Joplin, Missouri, uh, it's going to be downtown Lou. That's where they're located. Right off 1st and Main Street. They've been there for over 30 years. Fantastic business. Market and the guys pride themselves on getting you in and out of the shop as quickly as possible, and they're going to take the best care of you as well. Again, that's Downtown Lube. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So visit their fo- the website for their full list of services at downtownlube.com. Again, it's not a matter of when. It's a matter of if. It's not a matter of if. It's, man, these sponsors are You start talking mind. shit on Arkansas, and then karma's like, Fuck you, hillbilly. She don't mess around. It's not a matter if, it's a matter when you're going to need royal change those tire service. Get that taken care of at Downtown Lube. DowntownLube.com. Uh, Man, karma strikes fast, doesn't mm-hmm. she? God, just give me a second. You, there's not much that I believe in or that I'm, like, solid on. But I, even, uh, I think it was last week, somebody asked me, like, do you believe in aliens? And I was, like, on the fence. Some days, yes. Some days, <laughs> No. Do you believe in God? Same answer. Some days, yes. Some days, no. You have to tell that truth I, tomorrow. I believe in karma, though. Karma's a real motherfucker. You start making fun <laughs> of people, it'll come back to get you. You're like, oh, rednecks, cousin fuckers in Arkansas, and then you lose the ability to talk. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's probably some things that I've said on here that doesn't make any sense or comes off as real hillbilly-like, and they're like, he's making fun of people from Arkansas? Mm-hmm. That's a fair point. I um, I don't remember. I think it might have been my own mother that used to tell me this. Like, if you make fun of somebody as a kid for like, uh, oh, they're short, oh, they're fat, blah, 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 that's what your kids will grow up to be like. And I think it was, you know, it was just a ploy to be like, hey, we don't make fun of people. Yeah. Or it'll come back to bite you. I'm not saying that she's wrong. Yeah. Man, I hope not because I've done some. Yep. I made some. I made fun of some people. You're. Kids are probably going to grow up and fall in love with each other and marry each other because you made jokes about Arkansas. <laughs> Kids are going to be pretty cool. I can guarantee you that. Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> yeah, please That's take it exactly back. exactly what's happening. And speaking I'm going to go home uh, and pray so hard. Matchmaker. Matchmaker Monday. Uh, I feel like we have to talk about this one. Uh, we were talking about it before we sat down today. Uh, my first matchmaker is Brian Harson. 
and his smoke show of an assistant. I kind of feel bad for this dude. He he was at Texas for a while. Then he went, you know, he's coached like Boise State. Now he's the head coach of Auburn. And he has lost like 20 players to the transfer portal. And he has lost, again, um, just one year there. This is like his third round of coordinators. He's lost his offensive coordinator and his defensive coordinator, both within the last couple of weeks. And a lot of people are starting to tie together that maybe he also had some maybe an affair with his assistant and a lot of people are shitting on him. And I feel like I can speak to this situation. Cheating is like the most overrated thing that we do in society. People act like, Oh my God, I got cheated on. I just got murdered myself. No, pick yourself up by the bootstraps, get up and get on with your day. It's not that big of a deal. Should you do it? No. Is it that big of a deal? No, it is not. I'm sorry to everyone who's ever been cheated on. You and I are, are definitely have been cucked yeah. before. I got over it. And so like people are trying to call for Brian Harson to be fired. It's like, no, he should not be fired. If anything, find him and be like, oh, you made the universe. But like, even bad. then, why? That's his personal life. If he mm-hmm. wants to be a douchebag off the field and cheat on his wife – Go be a douchebag and cheat on your wife. You're going to have to handle that when you walk in the living room to these families and say, hey, want your kid to come play on my football team. Then you deal – that's your fine. Dealing yeah. that with the parents. Like, okay, how are you going to raise him or help take over from here? We've done a good enough job up to this point. What? How are you going to take care of him from here? Are mm-hmm. you going to let those morals sink into him? That's a tough enough fine yeah. as it is. Again, I'm not super religious. There is some kind of saying about like it's casting a ten, it's the a first stone. It's, you got ten of them. That's one. The, and you that's got nine one of, left. That's one of my favorite things on Twitter as well is people will um, – let's. I'll just be a little bit honest. Not fully honest, but a little bit honest. You go to Mobile and you see people and you see them do things when maybe they're a little bit drunk. Mm-hmm. And you'll see people be like, I'm so anti-drinking and driving, which you should be. But then you see these motherfuckers have a couple beers and then get in a car and drive away. And it's like, on Twitter, you told me this yeah. is a sin. You should be in prison. You should lose your license, blah, blah, blah. Or you'll see guys that are like, I would never cheat on my wife. Why just slide that ring in your pocket then? Oh, my God. Right? But here's the thing. is like if I know someone, like I could be best friends with someone, and if they cheat on their significant other or whatnot, you immediately go in a different category of like a human being in my mind. I, I can't stand it when other people do it. Yeah, it's not a good move. I don't condone it. I'm not yes. like everybody should cheat on each other. There's a reason why I've been divorced for a very long time and have never gotten a relationship. Yeah, and I mean you mentioned it earlier. Both been cheated on. You got over it. I got it took me a little bit, but now I can sit here and joke about it because the more you think about it, it's like that's you probably happened there. for a minute. <laughs> you got there. Yeah, they were, they were – oh, how long were you friends? <laughs> all right, cool. Fuck it. But <laughs> in saying all of that, I'm going to look at this situation and as to be like the douchebag guy – this might be the one time where I look at the situation and go, you know what? I think I get it. She's good looking. But That's she's not better all than that good there is. looking. I'm I mean, I've, I've been staring at her Instagram this entire show. Yeah. That's an angel, brother. <laughs> Are you trying to... I followed her. I sent her a follow. <laughs> I sent her a DM. Is that is that good karma I didn't or bad send her karma? a DM. If I what? Is that good karma or bad karma? For what? I don't know. You just... Saying like, like I get it this time? Mm-hmm. I think the karma already happened to me, so now it's more of just like, I've never cheated. 
that's why I did one time I was younger. Haven't done it since. <laughs> Still feel guilty about it. Yeah, you can <laughs> Still find that story tomorrow. Like, why were you such an idiot? Tell the truth to you. <laughs> yeah. But like just karma. You've got me stuck on this karma being real or not, and I do believe in it. And it's just – but like this situation here, if I'm a player, this might be the one time where I walk out and be like, Coach, out a boy. Got a right. boy, Coach. Yeah. Like, if he can land that, like, what recruits can he land? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this man is a salesman. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll ride with that one. So that's my first Matchmaker Monday. And maybe he is a piece of shit human, but also, can we stop pretending like this is such – like, this isn't even a top five, like, worst thing you can do. Yeah. It might not be a top ten. I think we've talked about it before on the podcast, too, of people be like, oh, if he ever cheats on me, I'm going to beat the shit out of him. What? I'm sorry. Assault is worse than cheating. <laughs> yeah. One of them you actually go to jail for. The other one, it's just like, eh, maybe don't let my wife around that guy. So anyway, that's my matchmaker Monday. Speaking of this, I'm looking at her Instagram. Like I said, I have been. Now I'm looking at the comments. Oh, no. People found this three days ago, yeah. and they're all <laughs> it's like the coach. Like Some people are praising the coach. Some people are like, how long is it going to be till this account goes private? Like, hey, you might want to check Twitter. God. <laughs> I wonder if she's just, like, not looked at anything and is going to go. And that makes me wonder is, like, the amount of followers that she has, has this been, like, the last three days this account blows up Probably. and she doesn't know? Or is she just. Oh, uh, she knows. Any publicity is good publicity in this situation, I guess. I guess. But in hers, I don't know that she wants publicity. She probably just wanted to stay behind the scenes. A yeah. lot of people calling her a home wrecker. Yeah. It is she destroyed it is. that home. That's yeah. a that's a hell of a wrecking ball. If you're going to sleep with a married man, you also have to kind of live You know, with at the guy. same time, I wonder if the wife in this situation is like, shit, I'm trying to get on her level. Yeah. Because <laughs> the wife is pretty, too. Or what so, if she was a terrible person? We never looked at it that way. Spin zone. Yeah. But let's go to my matchmaker Monday here. We're going to change it up. Talking about going to different places or situations. That's going to be Russell Wilson. Dude tore it up in the Pro Bowl in the uh, the passing, the accuracy game that he did. And it looks like he's back. I'm going to hop on that train. You know what? Nope. I'm done with the train. I'm done with the hype train, bandwagons. I'm done with it. Russell Wilson looked good. And I was excited for him. That's all you have to say. That's awesome. Now here's the other thing. You don't have to fully come I know. I, that's, I'm learning that as I go. There's no need to go 100% all the time in situations like this. Just let it play out. Here we go. I, I would like, like to see Russell Wilson go somewhere else. And I, I think Tampa would be a good spot. I know I've been saying yeah. – the Giants, I don't think the Giants are going to pull the trigger on that. I think they really do want to give uh, Daniel Jones another opportunity. We'll see how that works out for him. But with Russell Wilson, I think your time in Seattle is done. Yeah. And if that does turn into a New Orleans Saints or a Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and maybe I should just say NFC South, yeah. I think that works out great. I if think you're the, the Carolina Bucks, Panthers and you can find a way to get Russell Wilson, you fixed it. The Bucks would be a great situation. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, that news has been tied there. Mm-hmm. Um, too maybe that's just like kind of the Buccaneers thing of like hey we got these guys that are kind of at the end of their career come join us and yeah I I wouldn't hate it I I I do think that Russell Wilson probably needs a restart somewhere else Uh, one other matchmaker Monday that I have is uh, youths of the world and making money because I tweeted it out and I put it on my Instagram story Uh, two kids knocked on my door on I think it was Saturday afternoon I'm just sitting there enjoying my day. I hear a knock on my door. People don't come to my house, (laughs) by the way. And Uh, if you do, I need notice. So the fact that somebody knocked on my door, I'm like, who the hell is this? Open the door to like two 12-year-old kids. And they're like, 
excuse me, sir. I'm like, okay, I'm old. Can we shovel your driveway and salt it? That's all they said. Like, can we do it? I'm like, um, yes. How, how much money do you want for it? And they looked at each other with like, oh, my God, somebody said yes. How much are we actually supposed to charge? <laughs> they had no idea. And one kid is like, um, $15. And I said, total? <laughs> That's all you want. Not each. You just want $15. And they're like, yeah. And I said, okay. Uh, do you take cash or like do you have like a Venmo or anything like that? <laughs> Because I figured they would, and they didn't. So I had to scrounge up all the They cash. had a Venmo? They did not. Oh, okay. No Venmo, PayPal, or Cash yeah. App. So I was like, uh, here's a tip for you. Get a Venmo. <laughs> Nobody has just cash. Hey, let me help you run the business, boys. Come on in. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, this is how you set up an LLC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they did it. Uh, they salted and shoveled my entire driveway. And it was honestly just really cool to see kids out there working again and being like, hey, I'm trying to do this for cash. Thankfully, I had a little more cash. Um, tell the truth, Monday, I stole it from my daughters. Uh, they each have piggy banks. I, so I took $20 from each piggy bank and gave it to the other kids. But it, it was so nice to just see kids going out there door to door still working. I also gave them two. I'm such an old man. I just have unopened work gloves in my garage. So I gave him two brand new pairs, Carhartt work gloves. I don't what? know why. I still have like two more pairs. Unopened. You. For the kids next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For when they lose them. They'll come back. <laughs> yeah. In the summer, they'll be like, hey, can we pull weeds or something? I'm like, yeah, here's some gloves and 20 bucks each. But it was it was really cool to see them. They well, worked their little be... asses off too. <laughs> really? Yeah. They, they earn their money for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you do got kind of a big driveway. And it's steep. Yeah. It's sneaky steep. Was it icy too? <laughs> yep. They fall? I don't know. I was trying not to stare at them out the window like a creepy Yeah, that man. would be kind of creepy. But also the fact that they had like a five-gallon bucket of salt and we're doing that too. Might have them uh, come to the office someday. Yeah, what's up, kids? <laughs> yeah, uh, please my, have salt, uh, not cat litter. My last Matchmaker Monday. But also I saw this on Twitter, and it's something that we've talked about before is hangover cures. Like what is your go-to hangover cure? Mine has been the same for years. It's McDonald's french fries and a Sprite, also from McDonald's. I don't know what they're doing with those fries, but they're not potatoes. And that Sprite, it just hits different. So that's always been my go-to. There have been times where I've tried other things, and I just, I'll get through like at like 11.30 being like, this isn't working. Like toast and juice didn't mm-hmm. work. So I will have to take myself to McDonald's and be like, all right, fries and a Sprite. It's not even the cheeseburger. You don't need it. Yeah. Fries in a Sprite every time. I've heard, uh, not heard, I have done, you know, because when you sleep in, let's say you go too hard on a Friday or Saturday night, you go to McDonald's and do this and you get the fries, throw in some uh, uh, chicken nuggets. Oh, yeah. That helps out a lot too. Uh, mine, my little hangover meal or advice here, recipe, whatever you want to call it, is going to be a Pedialyte or a Gatorade, Gatorade light, or there's these other things that sell at Casey's called Electrolit. Is that it? It is it. I said electrolyte last week and got roasted for it. It's last week you were hang, you were hungover and Matt, our guy that works in the office yeah. with us, was like, "Hey, I'm going to Casey's. Do you guys need anything?" And you requested one electrolyte. You said, <laughs> "I'll take an electrolyte." <laughs> and we both looked at you like, "The fuck's this guy talking?" <laughs> like electrolytes, but, plural, like a Gatorade. What do you want? But it is yeah. an electrolyte is a thing. 
So that is one of the drinks, but a Gatorade light as well with an Advil and then a hash brown. And I put hash browns because if hash browns from McDonald's, because when I usually wake up with a hangover, I want to get rid of it as quickly as possible. I hate spending a day like with a headache or not feeling good or unable to do anything or want to do. Like I want to be able to make that decision on my own. I want to be lazy on my own choice, not because I'm hungover. There's something about the potato products at McDonald's. Yes. Where I – you can tell me they're real potatoes all day. I don't believe you. There is some kind of magical absorbent or something in there that makes it the perfect hangover cure. You're exactly right. And so like, you wake up. Usually what I do if I'm going to bed drunk is I'll have one of those prepared already. So I take like ibuprofen or Advil and then chug some of the electrolyte or lit, excuse me, and then go to sleep and wake up and feel like kind of like shit. You drink more of that, you take another Advil, you run to McDonald's, you get some hash browns. In an hour, you're fine. Yeah. So that's our hangover cures. Work every time. Uh, people are different. You can tweet us. Let us know yours. I'm open to trying new ones. See mm-hmm. what happens. Everybody's different, though, and probably have their own. Uh, but that's it for us today. Big Country and I will be back tomorrow right here in the call-in app at 10 a.m. Central Time. Don't forget about our great sponsor to end the show, Roper Kia. Go in there, mention us at Mike'd Up, and they will save you one thousand dollars off your nicer new.